We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are three years, eight months, and 11 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. How are you, Mr. Wizard? <laughs> I'm fine. Fine. I've got some, I suppose, I mean, I'll get my apology in there before you have to say what you got to say, but um, yeah, I yeah. really want to... get the first to, apology um, out of the way, yeah. <laughs> well, it's we're coming to the end of the year, and I want to just do a how the year started with a certain bunch of idiots and how the people and um, what the outcome at present is about a certain boring subject that people want to kill that I want to keep alive. Okay. <laughs> so, and yeah. this in turn has led to the breeding and presentation of more idiots, I think, by the end of the year, has it not? <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I, I just want to see where it's going. We've got to um, try and keep the people pushing. Because yes. there are pushes going. There are there are there are, there are pushes from different directions, but we got to work out whether it's fog or not, and what changes are coming. You know, Indeed. it's hard. It is. It is. And with that, before we get started today, I would like to take a moment to remind our listeners that we did take a big risk when we started all of this. We are not backed by fake corporate dollars that push fake agendas that make everyone hate each other. So if you're interested in supporting the work that we do, we do offer additional features with our now active subscription service. Benefits include access to our instant messaging service for direct communication to us, along with early access to upcoming and sometimes unpublished podcasts, as well as exclusive access to our behind the scenes uncensored prep sessions where we talk about things that sometimes don't make it to the final product, which you're hearing now. So if you want to take part in this fight with us, if you would like to support a team that's willing to do the real research and not give you fake nonsense for talking points, if you want to say screw you to the mainstream media like CNN, Fox News, BBC, Sky News, and MSNBC, then the link is in the program description down below where you can come on board with us and take advantage of these benefits that we're offering to you. And by doing so, you will support our work and you will support the research that goes along with that work. And together we can take the fight to the doorsteps of these frauds that are on the television, in the newspapers, and the talking heads on the international stage. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, together we can take action as subscriptions start at just $5 per month. Now, are you still unsure of what you're getting? We now offer a 30-day free trial, which includes unlimited access to all features and content. Again, the link is in the program description down below. Where would you like to start? Uh, a round of applause. It just Sorry? throws me every time you manage to roll that one out. That's just... Well, you, it's just like anything else. You do it so many times and you just, you know, it, it's just, <laughs> it just goes. I don't even have to look at it anymore. So it's, yeah, I just have it in my head now. Amazing. 2023, it's coming to an end, isn't it? Yes, it is. It yeah. is getting long in the tooth. Yeah. yeah, it's coming to an end. We've got some nice foodie things going on at the moment. I managed to uh, steal a bit, a bit of early Christmas cake that we'd been working on and 
feeding, brandy and stuff. So that was nice. And just means we've got to make another one. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a nice lead up to Christmas. It's a good time, but it's still been fairly dark this year. And there has been people pushing back in different directions. There's a hateful thing that happened in the last few years. And I really want to reiterate just before the year ends, because a couple of things have happened. People have been speaking out. Things have happened. And I'd like to talk about um, what certain people said about the COVID vaccine and stuff at the beginning of the year, i.e. Um, that lovely place called Davos, you know, where the WF meet. And um, yep, yep. They, they had a little group at the beginning of the year, and it was like uh, the Moderna CEO, WF exec, um, former CEO of Gavi, and co-created Covax. So there was Seth Berkeley, basically. I mean, you even had um, someone from academia, Harvard. Yeah, there was Michelle Williams there, and um, the president of the European Research Council, Maria Lepton. These people got together and these platform and 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 they st- st- and they try and work out ways to justify a push. I mean, they even had. I mean. <sighs> There aren't that many media platforms allowed in there, and it was a new, new Euro News at this time, uh, a reporter called Sasha. Um, I wouldn't know how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Vakulina, Vakulina. But um, they posed the questions, you know, how's it going, la, 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 la. And the difficulties after the pandemic, you know, and the risk of science denial, and they all went down there, and in return they asked what they had to say. And basically... The president of the European Research Council, she herself said, basically, the people don't need to know about the science. They should just take it on pat. She thinks that the science behind this vaccine shouldn't be explained. This is a quote. And the public should be kept in the dark. Vaccine campaigns should not be carried out with informed consent, but imposed on populations by manipulative or coercive means. And... She said this obviously works because she actually went straight off and publicly mentioned two places like uh, Portugal because they really en masse went out and got vaccinated. And in that country, it was a, a retired army general was used to actually go in front of the media and say, be patriotic, you know, fight together, declare war on COVID. And the people rushed out and got vaccine. And that's how they've well, done it. Ned, you don't want to be left behind. <laughs> no one's left behind. No one's left behind with that one, though. <laughs> and then she, and then Bhutan, she said, well, look at that one. She says, by religious establishment, at the right time, on the right date, no science was explained in either case. The people just went out there and done it. She said, this, this sort of thing should be done to the world populations. And I'm giving it, well, okay. So once again, where's your choice? Where's your right to choose? whether you take a drug or not. And what do the international health regulations, which who are trying to strip down, mean? And obviously there's that paper again, the Nuremberg paper. Mm-hmm. I mean... Again, that thing we turned into confetti over the last few years, yeah. Well, well, it, well it is. They, they come out with all these wonderful sayings like COVID fatigue. We haven't heard them later in the year because people seem to be getting a bit wiser. But this is how the year started off. They talk about the money required long covid is a reality but people don't understand these are words these are sayings we knew these were going to come because everything was blamed on the virus even the repercussions of the vaccine they now are um basically for 
we didn't quite see it force it as much that the reporting of the death they had to stop the reporting of deaths and they don't yeah. associate it with the vaccine anymore because it all comes under the guise of long covid now you're talking about the so, ons ons yeah i mean the VAERS reporting that was split between public and private and everything else the cdc didn't allow it to come out i mean initial reports are there but so much has been kept under the rules of well that's private medical knowledge the public are entitled to it they have used every way possible yeah and later on i'll talk about uh, the ema um with europe and how some people are standing up and they've got the papers out there now and they've put it in front of people what actually did happen and people should get upset you've got people that were on this board that were to do with gavi and these these people are pushing especially in the third world countries uh alongside mr gates because he's got his that foundation has got his foot foot well into gavi and everything to vaccinate children healthy children yeah we're going to talk about we're going to talk about gates today and all the other ventures that he's involved in because it's not just it's not just human vaccines that he's he's involved in we're going to get into some of the agricultural side of things here shortly yeah i well i do not like that man but um that um, is exactly (laughs) what i thought Uh, not not the fact that you don't like the man but what you said before that just the that yeah that's what i thought when i was looking up all that stuff i found yeah i was thinking of that cold wet handshake he has yeah that cold clammy like the wet lettuce that's just been hanging out on the shop shelf for a few weeks that kind of stuff i mean ever since ever since they drummed it out there their ideas of how they should um take the rights literally take the rights of people away then that was at davos so you had academia you had um the ceos of pharma all getting together and see how they could do it and then then they come out and they just use slogans and they use niceties and have you have you heard that word nonities <laughs> nonities that's a new one on me i i mean i know that we niceties speak English and nonities yeah niceties i've heard nonities i've not heard nonities right apparently nonities are senseless talk for the soul to the system people <laughs> okay all right <laughs> and i i because uh, when i went nonities that's got to be a misspelling <laughs> and i went wow that's amazing and yeah but um they're still pushing that divide and conquer and trying to divide people up and so 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 they'll do anything and take anything and it this this is where it becomes a shame i mean not only there i mean i really every now and then you find um like in the uk remember i went through that list of the people that were uh, the head management people and chairing our, our nhs and uh, uh, health security and everything and yeah how they all got knighthoods and became dames and stuff in this country. And for what? So they can keep the mouth shut? Maybe. I mean, we saw, um, uh, what was it? Uh, we saw Tony Blair get knighted. And well, a lot, of the, a lot of the heads of the NHS system. Yes. A lot of them yeah. all you went had, there. And, and you had sage advisors. They all got it. Yeah. And why? Why? Dur- during a time, you'd think they wouldn't have the time to uh, just bandy out and i mean sorry was that akin to holding a party <laughs> during covid i don't know they <laughs> were playing lighted. cricket yeah they were playing cricket in uh, matt hancock's office while i, I know I, I know our, I, I know our clown got fined 50 quid for it yeah 50 That's pounds a, that oh, came out of your pocket by the way 
But there are still people out there within the system. They haven't been removed as much as anything else. It's really weird in this country because in the UK, you've got NHS England, but then you've also got NHS Scotland. And every now and then I want to see, well, how did they really behave? And then you found, well, just about the same. And then you want to find, and there's, I mean, he, there's a certain chap up there called John Burns. That's definitely a Scottish name, Burns. Yeah, but he, he joined, he's, he, he was in the NHS and around the NHS for 30 odd years. And yet you find out all he's done is gone around and wrecked the system moved from one to the other to the other to the other. And then when he was needed during COVID or somebody was needed, he was slotted in there. He has got no medical knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. And yet he's been in the system for how long? So he's pure management. Yeah. Perfect for the job. And yet he was one of the mouthpieces or the major mouthpiece that said, if you're not vaccinated, you're not entitled to treatment. We saw that in a number of countries. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just in in England. We saw that in a, in a number of places. Uh, they were. You'd like to think. You'd like to think in this country you'd still get treated. Oh yeah, I think honestly, I think you should be treated anywhere. Well, yeah, I know, but when it it, it really comes home, people don't understand why it, it, it's nonsensical. It actually brings it right to the fore that. That's not coercion. That's beyond coercion saying you've got to take a drug before we continue your treatment or treat you for anything. Um, excuse me? That in itself alone just doesn't make sense. It brings it home that there is something going on and something wrong. Thankfully, I mean, I, w I was not in the position, put in that position. But um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, of course, the lies, it's the usual stuff. But anyway, that is how we started the year, fully fledged on on how they needed to push it and how the people weren't entitled. And I think they got to this point where they think they could literally comfortably sit there and say it. But over the year, there has been pushbacks. People, and it has fallen off. And we've seen the reports, haven't we, that their that, that their, um, COVID vaccine isn't going that way. But they have, what people don't understand is... An mRNA vaccine, such as COVID, there are other ones too, and they're making new ones, and they're trying to push it onto any excuse. I mean, the RSV ones are just a joke. I mean, when a, a, a young child or baby that can get over RSV with oxygen and good, good, just good treatment and proper nursing and doctoring, that they need to be given an injection, a drug which is nonsensical which has a possibility to cause harm so why would you just do it why wouldn't just take that possibility out not even introduce it then you've got to raise the question um the reason i went down this corridor really was because there was a a paper came out um it's an icelandic paper report and all of a sudden the paper out of middle of nowhere said we are not we are discontinuing the covid infection uh, injections in this country and obviously it was followed up at this immediate time. Okay, so whether it's going to continue or not, but you can still come and get your flu jab. So I thought, well, is this a bit of fog? And then I got another link which tied into this because there's a, a, a chap out there still going around there called Pierre Corey, and he is a very um, strong advocate for ivermectin and the parasitic Yeah. Um, ways of helping it and he's been out there from the beginning and there's been several there's been several other doctors which dropped off by the wayside whether they've been threatened or they've lost their businesses and stuff like that but he seems still he's still going out there and they had a they had a seminar out there 
and there was a another lady which has been in the pharmaceutical uh, business. She's been an exec herself for a very long time, and she's a Ukrainian lady called La- Latipova Sasha to her friends. <laughs> but she's got a really good way of putting things across for the people, and I was very surprised that I actually saw her turn up and actually give a talk herself. And she put forward, he put forward about um, the way everything, the pharmaceuticals companies pushed aside the existing known medical medicines that were working, literally forced them off the market by use of the FDA and everything else. And I mean, we've been through this, we've known this. The thing is, I didn't realize that ivermectin was actually linked in with a Nobel Prize. Yeah, um, I did know that. Yes, Uh, Bruce and I uh, were able to pull that a couple of years ago when we were first looking at it. And I already knew what ivermectin was when we first started to hear about it. We actually heard about ivermectin and the the treatment, uh, a, a treatment course. It was actually a study that was out in, I want to say it was in mid-2020. So around May or June, I've got the study somewhere. I'll have to see if I can dig it out uh, to, to make sure. But uh, May or June, so that would have put it right around. But oh, yeah, it was but... immediately dismissed because when I heard ivermectin, my first thought was the dewormer stuff because that's well, 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 yeah, yeah but, but then that but then but, if you th- if you think about it what paper pushed out so they said um yeah 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 it was all they, cnn and everything but my point is is that we used to deal with that with livestock because yeah. and if you give if you give a dewormer to your uh, your dog or a cat what do you think is in that if you read the label it's going to tell you ivermectin i had no idea that there was a human use to it I had only known the agricultural side of it. This is long before they started pushing the horse dewormer thing. This is long, long before that. It's because, because, you see, you've got a parallel run of medicines. You've got pharmaceuticals, which is totally synthesized and everything like that, yeah? And that's the way they do things, and it's all about money. You've got other doctors that work on practical medicine, natural medicines, and you see ivermectin is to do with parasitology, and a lot of them are to do with parasitology, even down to the point that there's been so much stuff about these medicines. Because if you get a buildup of, put it this way, within our system continually, you're getting a buildup of micro- microbial parasites as we get older, as we don't do certain things and whatever. And it's these, although these are like ivermectin and are um, parasitical drugs, medicines, whatever people want to call them. It is a way of retaining a balance. And that is what it's all about. And you've got to know how to cycle it through yourself because a good doctor will take you as an individual because you are different to everybody else and they'll work out how you should cycle it. Otherwise, it becomes pointless. Therefore, you, you come to an understanding. And it is. It's finding a balance within your body. And this this uh, they, they even think that a lot of cancers can be triggered by um, certain overloads of parasitical problems within your own body. I've always been a great believer that there is a natural answer to everything. I mean, uh, thankfully, I mean, I come from a family of long-lived people, but they've always, like, understood. They wouldn't just say natural remedies, but but they, they, you ate and you lived healthily, yeah? And that meant you could eat a wide range of things. I mean, yes... Our physiology is being changed because of a lot of the junk that are eaten over the decades and what we do or don't do. But yeah, so there's a lot in it. There's a lot in it. And I wouldn't be surprised if 
within the next decade, the pharmaceutical companies try and collar the vitamin industry and everything else that goes with it. It's not a decade. They're already trying to do it. They're, they're trying to take over all the, the vitamins and mineral supplements and everything else. Well, there you go. They're trying to turn them into actual pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Well, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, if you think, if you if you look at if you look at D three, for example, right? D three is what you can buy it over the counter. It costs pennies, literally. It costs like two three cents. I can buy a year's supply of five thousand IU, which is you know five thousand international unit dose. Right, one dose is five thousand IU. I can get a three hundred and sixty day supply of that for twenty euros, which is about twenty dollars or. 17 pounds or whatever. That's nothing. That is nothing. Mm. If the pharmaceutical companies pulled yeah, all that off the that. shelves and, and took all of that, how much do you think they would charge triple that for half? Oh. Well, especially in the countries. By I mean, prescription this, only. This is where people don't understand in the UK. We have to fight to keep the NHS because that keeps your medical bills as you are. Okay, it comes out of our taxes, but that keeps your prescriptions down to a bearable level and everything. There are millions of people out there within the Western world, especially in America and places like that, that are so involved with their insurance people and the insurance people are involved with the pharmaceuticals that if they get hospitalized, what would normally cost across the counter X, you're talking exponentially X when it comes to be you getting medical care. The bill if you put one alongside the other, it's totally, it's in a different world. It is a disgusting way of doing things. And the, you see, the horrible, <laughs> there are so many evil sides to um, having a cost in a, a medical business, hospitals as businesses, because what was it I came across the other day? And I knew about it and it just jogged it. And I went, oh God, yeah. It's like if somebody was, if you had somebody that was terminally ill, you have people that work call centers to ring these people up to say, would you like to go on an experimental drug? And they say, why? Well, basically, you've got a, um, a life assurance. If you hand that over to us, we'll put you on this and you might come out the other side. But basically, it, they're, they're playing on a commission point where they really hopefully see that the person will drop dead before the money runs out. This is milk an a offshoot. Cow. Yeah. It's milking a cow. This is this is an offshoot of something. It it, it gets twisted. It really gets twisted when well, everything is. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's look at the let's look at because you mentioned it. Let's look at the American pharmaceutical industry. Now, I've had more than one healthcare professional in the U.S. tell me exactly what I'm about to say, and that is their goal as the pharmaceutical industry in the U.S. is to get every single man, woman, and child. I'm not going to get into the rest of the alphabet that we use these days, mm -hmm. but. Their goal is to get everybody on something. Medicated. Now, that's regardless. Yeah, that's regardless if you actually need it or not. They you just want to get everybody society. on something. Yeah, yeah, it was a bunch of pill poppers. But they want everybody on something. They want you sick enough to where you're, you are dependent on whatever drug that they're going to sell you, which none of these things actually fix any problems. I'm not saying that they don't reduce any kind of suffering because they certainly do, but they don't actually cure, quote, cure any problems. They're symptom effective. That's it. That's it. 
That's it. Yeah. But they want you just sick enough to be dependent on whatever they're willing to sell you. But they don't want you so sick to where you can't work, where they can tax you and get more money out of you. So they want yes. you right there in the middle. Because you're an asset. Exactly. You're not a patient mm. in America. You're a customer. You're an asset. And that is that is where, where it really, really goes down. But thankfully, there was only about 200 people. The place was jammed. It looked jammed because it's a small seminar in Iceland. It's about 200 people there. But there was 300 people online and even the um, media came in, the government media came in, took pictures, you know, took pictures of everybody. So they probably um, got them in a nice book somewhere, you know, to have a look at later on. But after that, it got stopped. It got stopped. So they've they've actually, um, the people are a bit wiser there. Um, and obviously the uh, government felt pressured and this is what if they can do it there this is what we need to do here we need to take we need to push back in europe you see in october there was a certain few meps that wrote a letter to um the ema and they finally got a return response to it and it was basically they wanted to know basically why or what they had laid down for the use of a drug or whatever and they requested immediate response of the marketing authorities of the Pfizer-Moderna vaccines because they were having so many reports of side effects, et cetera, et cetera, from the peoples. So they went to uh, the EMA and said they wanted a response. And they did actually promptly respond. And they gave four basic responses to questions. The first one was vaccines were not authorized for transmission control. Authorized for active immunization only. Should only be administered to people who seek personal protection. So that 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 put it down to the individual. Transmission couldn't shouldn't have been mentioned, right? Because it had it, it was just immunization only. Curing has got nothing to do with it because they know it didn't. It's not authorized for the purpose of reducing transmission or infection rates. Despite pharmaceutical companies, politicians, and health professionals promoting them due to their um, uh, any potential for transmission control, it's not to be done. That was the first answer. Clinical trials for the latest one, the XBB15 strain, commenced only recently. So they've put that in there to say there are no answers with that yet. So if people start saying something, it's a load of rubbish. Um, the rules for authorization of genetically modified organ, uh, organisms are enormously strict, they put, as they can have a major effect on humans and environment. However, a new regulation was hastily introduced and became effective in July 2020. The regulation pertains to the conduct of clinical trials informing uh, medicinal products designed for human use that contain or consist of genetically modified organisms and intended for treatment or prevention of COVID-19 specific. So this regulation was pushed through. However, a report published in October 2022 shows that this regulation is void because it is not based on the correct legal bias. So once again... It shouldn't have been implemented. And it says vaccines that fail to meet the quality standards should not be granted marketing authorization. The deficiencies of the quality of the vaccines noted in the letter were, that's the Moderna and the Pfizer, the vaccines are harmful, lack of therapeutic efficiency, uh, efficacy, unacceptable risk of side effects, lack of declared qualitative and quantitative properties, 
Documents submitted were incorrect. Inserts do not meet requirements. Breach of good manufacturing practices. And this is from their own European Emergency uh, Medical Association. This was out at the beginning. They did not authorize it. The no. one person, the one person that authorized it with all the contracts with Pfizer and that was who? Von der Leyen. Von der Leyen. Yeah. And they still can't get those texts and those right, right. These. No, they can't. And if you were to look at the actual contracts that were negotiated between Pfizer and Von der Leyen, they're all blacked out. And the thing is, the EMA stated, yeah, that no one under 60 was in the bracket of risk due to the virus. No one under 60. No one under 60. But they hid that data when it became inconvenient for them because they they started with the over 60s and then they were saying, oh, well, no, we can we can use this in other age groups. And then it was all the way down to zero to six months. Uh, yeah. And you want to see what they did, right? Once they gave that report out, they also reported, they said, they expected reports after the majority of the population was vaccinated, i.e. reports of conditions occurring or soon after vaccination, i.e. Complaints must be reported in the first um, first time after vaccination, yeah? The government supported a policy, this is i.e. from the lane, in which the complaints were not reported for the first 14 days after. So everything that was reported after the first during the first 14 days, because the vaccine, they said, would need 10 to 14 days to become effective. Hang on. So all harm and everything... Got totally ignored for 14 days right. because they because said it, it needs to because, be after. Yeah. But what did they do with the information of the 12 to four, uh, zero to 14 days? All complaints within that period of 14 days were reported as problems due to the actual virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we can't blame the actual so-called treatment for it. So basically every harmful thing or side effects that was caused within the first 14 days was attributed to the virus when it wasn't. And this is um, endangerment live. This is fraudulent. And people have got to understand you've got to push because on the basis of ground, uh, basis ground of fraud or fraudulent moves, most laws or most agreements can be stripped. Because within these contracts that government personnel, they gave immunity to um, all the pharmaceutical companies of any harm. So what you're saying is the people paid for the drug out of their taxes. And if there's any harm caused, you will pay out of your taxes the fine that the pharmaceutical company could have got. And so you're paying for the pleasure of harm or not all the way around. And they walk away with the profit. <laughs> <laughs> you, if you look at you it really, from their you, perspective, you could write this fiction. No, could you? you couldn't. If you if you look at it from their perspective, they've got a pretty good scam going on, don't they? <laughs> yeah. From their perspective, I mean, you yeah. as the the average person, you're getting screwed. But oh, very, from their perspective, so. yeah, yeah. From their perspective, they've got hey, a good thing talk going about, on. Talk about getting screwed. The UK still doing it. You know. You know our um. Oh, what's it called? Our COVID investigation. That's yeah. ongoing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's, it's always suspect when there's only one person in control of it, isn't there? We got Baroness uh, Heather Hallett. She's a former court appeal judge. She's in charge of it all, yeah. But it it, it seems to be not using the evidence. It seems to be more of protecting the COVID narrative. So I put put putting that aside. I thought, well, I wonder how much this is costing so far. There's 19.6 million to pay for 62 barristers, 
12 King's Councils, a team of solicitors, just to be available. There's 11 million for legal representation for key participants. So if you come in and whatever, <laughs> there's 7 million for 118 civil servants, whatever they're doing. And they reckon it's going to eventually cost about 200 million. And, you know, well, there should be only one outcome, but I don't think we're going to get it. Do you? No. You're not going to get it. It sounds like a, a wasted... There's, a, there's a lot of people having a comfortable life for a short period of time, or how long they can keep it going for. But um, a, partition, uh, a, a partition, a petition, right? We know there's a partition, petitions going through our parliament at the moment to do with um, losing sovereignty to the WHO, that wonderful... Yeah, that's happening yes. everywhere. Yeah, they're going to go for the free well, speech thing too. Well, they the people did start a petition. And by the 19th of November, it had about 60,000 signatures. Keep going, people. That's all I've got to say. To to basically end the membership of the WHO. Because there was 10,000, out of the 10,000 stop, right? The Department of Social Care, our DHSC, responded. And this is it. And this response, as far as I'm concerned, as I'll read it out soon, but this response, as far as I'm concerned, is they tried to clip it at the 10,000 gap, people. Keep signing this petition. Yeah, because when you get to 100,000, it's a requirement to be heard at Parliament. Not necessarily considered for debate, but it's required to be heard in Parliament, which is a big step. Because if then if it's not considered, do another one, as far as I'm concerned, and just do another one. Because what they said was the UK government will not end membership of the WHO to tackle world health issues, this is. We do not and will never seed sovereign powers through this partnership okay that is what they've said i think that is to forestall the people why say that at ten thousand? unless you want them to stop keep going keep pushing let's get it to parliament i'm not being an activist i'm saying this is your right people for all you people who signed that uh, put your signature to that you don't have to tell anybody nor do i whether i signed it or not um but yeah if it's something you believe in don't let them stop them, stop you, or don't lose hope. Just keep going, guys. I think you're doing a wonderful thing. Um, and just remember, the WHO, as much as they say to tackle world health issues, the WHO is an unelected group of people, right? It's not elected by you. You should have the right to say who our government associate with as far as I'm concerned, as much as anything else. And just remember, one of the biggest donors to the WHO is who, Johnny? Well, there's two, actually, one of which is uh, Mr. Gates and the other is the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. And so, we can talk about either one of those in the next subject because <laughs> I have something on both of them. <laughs> go on in. What have you got? Anything? Go on do you want to give it? Do you want to go, go with China or Anywhere. do you want to go with Gates? But we, we've got time for one because of because of everything. I'll put Gates out there since we're organizing. You, and you know, I don't All like right. him and it makes me no. itch. But yeah. All right. So Gates, <laughs> I had gone back and forgive me for my American pronunciation of what I'm about to say. I'd gone back and I'd looked to where at where he had gotten this program called uh, DFID under uh, a University of Edinburgh, and it was uh, in Scotland. And this Edinburgh, goes, right. yeah, yeah, it, it goes to this concept where they want to genetically modify 
livestock. Uh, you'd mentioned to me yesterday privately when we were kind of having a, you know just a little off. Oh yeah, because he's because he's got his, he's he's doing things in Africa, isn't he? Yes. Well, this his, is uh, this is his open market. Yeah, yeah. This is what he wants to do. So he's he's got a program. This is going back into 2018, where he is provided through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and this is listed on his website the the amount of money that he gives in in the grants, where they're providing 40 million dollars worth of research into improved quote improved livestock health. So what they're doing is they are using these programs and these uh, vaccines programs and genetically modified programs on this livestock in Scotland. And it's not for Scotland. It's for Africa. It's for sub-Saharan Africa. And they want to do the same thing with resistant. Yeah. They want to make the the cattle to where they're able to, you know, survive (laughs) more and and produce more. Yeah. Drier climates and higher temperatures. Yes. And there, it's not just um, it's not just cattle. I was looking at just the the cattle thing, but you told me that he's also doing something with um, chickens. Chickens and and with uh, it, it's the same program. I found out it's the same. Yeah, it thing. is. Looking it's, it's, it is the same program. Th- there are so many things to it that there was a summit um, September called the African Climate Summit in Nairobi, Kenya, and he came up with a wonderful um, uh, saying like driving green growth and climate finance solutions for Africa and the world. They they come up with these really this once again it it it's nonities. Gates is a nonity. I'm I'm sick of it. <laughs> but the usual suspects were the ones that were funding it. The Rockefeller, the Bill and Melinda Gates yes. Foundation, yep. the Clinton Health Action Initiative. You see, this is where it really kills me because uh, the Children's Investment Fund Foundation, um, CIF, CIFF, there is uh, an ugly darkness under that. And then you got the Climate Works Foundation, and they're all here pushing because Africa is a market for them. It's a market for the the, the, the vaccinations. It's um, I mean, you've also got the various UN agencies. You've got UK aid, USAID, you know, the, the usual suspects. But Bill wasn't there personally. He actually... Um, he was probably in Scotland doing something with the cows, but um, he did he he did appear on a recording, or it was like a Zoom chat or something else. He was on the screen, and basically he was saying yes, and he even actually mentioned some female farmer that has some of his chickens that can put up with the heat, and they've been genetically. Um, modified, and she's got um, a load of his seeds is, is for a GMO crop. But what they don't realize is you've got a market of people here that will do anything to better their lives when we could have done it already with the amount of money the UN and all these charities have had. But they've kept them at a level because they really want to when someone's between a rock and a hard place, they and they think they're getting a hand up, they will take it and <laughs> to don't. I had to. Ask, oh, me, ask me about corn. Yeah, I, but um, I had to. But but yeah, that that's where those people are, and they, they will pick on them and they will say they're helping them. And you've got crops which do not create seeds for the next crop. You have to buy those seeds once you're doing GMOs. You'll have to buy them from someone. Then you've got the possibility, I'm not saying because I don't know whether all GMO crops are like that, but specific herbicides might be required to be used. That is another cost. And then you've got, are there any side effects uh, from the herbicides on the biodiversity around it or the water table or even the people that are using it? Because Argentina is one of the nightmare 
waste <laughs> to do with GMOs. It is the fallout. You just really, if people want to see an ongoing story, which is still going on there, and it's been going on since the nineties with GMOs in Argentina, it is not very nice. And they there's just generations a, of children suffering. Yeah, they just had a, uh, an election down there in Argentina, and the uh, the non world government guy whoever it was the the argentine or argentine first movement or whatever basically uh he's he's vowed to cut all that stuff get rid of all those programs and and everything so let's see if he makes good on it well it's how many years now that's that's the best part of 30 years it, it is uh, there's also something else that he's he's stated i don't know if uh, what you guys would think about it but he's also said that they intend to retake the falklands <laughs> So there is that. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. That'd be funny. <laughs> bring it on. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just daft. I don't know. Uh, sorry, guys. It's it's get the darkness out of the way before we end. Before we start a little a little season of December where it's Christmas. We all get together and New Year. We all face the next year with a with a chin up and go forward. But we 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 don't forget. Do not forget, and those people that are still pushing and still doing things and still want the truth, it's not nice. You, you, There's so many dark truths out there, and it it's, takes a lot to shoulder when you're actually trying to um, uh, bring a family up and you don't seem to have the enough time just to move left, right, or get the everyday things done. But, yeah, just stay cool. Just, just keep pushing. Um, a little word, though. One thing I would like to see and start happening in the new year, people have done a wonderful thing this year to cry out for due to the Freedom of Information Acts to get this stuff coming out, and it is coming out. But what we need to know is get these these contracts released publicly. These things that von der Leyen thinks she, she's entitled not to hand out. She's uh, No, you, you are there to answer to the people that elected you, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, these are the contracts between our governments. Sorry, I, don't think she's I don't think she's elected. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. What was Biden honestly elected, if you put it that well, way? Most popular president in U.S. history. 82 million Trudeau, people for that guy. Trudeau. I mean, we're going through him <laughs> hand over foot. We just Sudan. slot one in, one goes, yes. and then there you come. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's these contracts between the pharmaceutical governments. In fact, all contracts all contracts because it's our taxpayers money it there should be the transparency this should they should be out there all these agreements should be out there publicly allowed for people to see you know because if they're not why they hold a dark seat see uh, like i said earlier the people paid for the drug people got harmed by the drug and now we're gonna pay for that as well with money if there's any fallout because how can uh, a government agree to a corporate environment that you can do what you want and not be held liable. How can people come up with, you don't take responsibility? Medicine and drugs are things that fundamentally change the chemical makeup of an individual one way or another in one direction or another, whether it's for good, for bad or whatever. There has to be accountability and someone should take responsibility because if people within those caring positions of responsibility believe that they don't have to be responsible. Human nature alone over a period of time will get some very strange people in there and get some really 
bad people. It's part of human nature. This is why we have these goalposts. This is why we have these checks and balances, because we know who we are. We are capable of the greatest things, but we're also creators of the darkest things. And when you know yourself, that's why we need these checks and balances. But I don't know, justice, some form of justice needs to be found. Some balance, some answers. We've got to have accountability. If we have no yes. accountability, then who are we? Exactly. So it's got to happen. It will come at some point. It will happen. Well, my friend, it's been a great conversation. Well, we'll have to wait on the next pandemic from China until next week. I'm sure they'll have a week to figure it out between. Well, events. you know my say on that one. That That's just to give the who a bit of yeah, yeah, profile yeah. media. I was just getting ready to say that the who is actually in China are actually the pandemic, are they not? That's part of it. There are part a, of it. Other, there's some walking viruses here. All right, well, we will go ahead and call this one done. It has been a great conversation. I will see you next week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone, and have a great evening.